We all know the importance of how we represent ourselves. The things we say and the things we do influence the people around us. It's all about the message we are sending, including the things that we wear. Christians can be more aware of the messages we bring to others in their clothing with Covenant Press. Covenant Press is a faith-based Christian apparel and accessory store that is fearfully and wonderfully made. If you want to wear the message of Christ and Christianity, then go to their website at covenant-press.com. That's www.covenant-press.com. For the next 24 hours, you will get 25% off the purchase of $50 or more using the discount code GROWTH at checkout. Sign up and become a member to receive points for future purchases. Again, that's covenant-press.com, www.covenant-press.com to get 25% off your purchase of $50 or more using discount code GROWTH at checkout. Tell your friends and family about covenant-press.com so we can all share the message. Welcome to Laquita's Toolbox, where we deliver relevant content in the form of tools that empower entrepreneurs to elevate personally and professionally. Good is only good until greater is envisioned. You know there's another level in you. Here we discuss the tools to get you there. Lean in as Laquita and her guests present you with strategies and insight for unlocking your full potential to realize your boldest dream. Welcome back to another amazing episode of Laquita's Toolbox. I am your host, Laquita Mombly, and I am super excited to have with me in the studio today for episode one of season three, my really good friend, America's Supermom. She has such an amazing story and so much value to give. Sis is showing up all over the place and adding value to men and women about in the area of mental health, wellness, business, you name it. She's got her hands in the pot and she's giving out value like no other. And I'm just super excited to have her in the studio with us on our very first episode of season three of Laquita's Toolbox. Miss Lachelle, how are you today? How are I, you? I am good. And I am so excited to uh, be here on this uh, next season with you. You know, I feel like I have known you forever. You know, and it's amazing to have these kind of connections when you just meet somebody through a Zoom. I'm glad to be here. Awesome. Yes. It's like, I remember our first call. We chatted for hours. I still don't exactly remember how and when we met. That's the funny thing. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> but it definitely has been a divine connection. I absolutely love everything that you're doing and um, can't wait to have you share um, on our platform. So for those that are listening that said, okay, look, we is America's Supermom and why is she America's Supermom? Please, please, please share your story with us. Awesome. Well, 
the first thing that I'll get out of the way, and I usually used to try to say this last, you know, because everybody is all enamored with the name, but my husband and I have 15 children. And uh, that is something that loses the audience as soon as I say it. What? 15 kids? Girl, did you have them all? Are they adopted? I mean, it just goes on and on. But my husband and I had 13 together, and then two of them are my stepchildren. Uh, right now, we currently have 10 of those children that still live at home. Uh, the youngest is eight, and the oldest of all our children is 32. So they're all like uh, six, 18 to 20 months apart, no twins, nine girls, and six boys. So that is the story of American Supermom. And just a little bit about my journey is that, um, you know, being a mom with a large family, I struggled with depression, you know, really not knowing who I was, losing my identity for a lot of the time, uh, for 13 years to be exact. And I was hospitalized three times. And so now I'm passionate about really sharing uh, some of my strategies with moms on how they can live life with a smile instead of stress. Um, so that is really pretty much what I'm about in a nutshell. Um, and I was an only child. So the transition from being an only child to navigating through a large family and cooking and cleaning. I mean, I could go on with a thousand things that I've learned <laughs> even still every day. Okay. Right. So I uh, love being able to share the little bit of knowledge that I know. I mean, and that's another thing, you know, you find out, I thought I knew a lot. And then, you know, every day you're learning something new. Something new. Well, see, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. That is the origin of the moniker, America's Super Mom. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I have five kids and I was a children. <laughs> it's crazy. I think that's the whole thing. You know, this is the trick behind it is that it doesn't matter how many kids you have. Mm -hmm. You know, it's that role that, you know, feeling of, you know, whether you're feeling adequate or inadequate or, mm -hmm. you know, you want to hover them or give them their space. I mean, it's just that navigation of what motherhood really means. I think yes. it's a challenge no matter how many kids you have. Yeah, that's a really good point. Like I've mm -hmm. just thought about, about five or six conversations we can have based on that right there. But right. it's that is so good that you bring that up because it, it really does not matter how many children you have. Mm -hmm. how you define motherhood or how it's been defined to you prior to you becoming a mother really is what causes your stress levels to increase or decrease as because it's your own self-perception of how you're showing up to what being a good mom is supposed to look like so and, you know yeah. that um how have you found that in your clients in life when you've identified to say a client is struggling with that to mm -hmm. help her see that say she's putting too much weight on yourself yeah you know, and that is the thing is really taking that time to hold space and ask the question. Mm -hmm. You know, I say this now that reflection is uh, the best thing that you can have time for. Mm -hmm. You know, when I was going through my depression, uh, you know, I wore a lot of masks before mm -hmm. we even had to wear them. Okay. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. I was putting this facade that everything was great, you know, um, there was nothing wrong in the world. And, you know, a lot of that was because I was on autopilot. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I didn't have time to sit down, to relax. You know, I 
uh, put a lot of time into being busy. Mm -hmm. Why? So I didn't have to think about some of the things that weren't serving me. You know, I just wanted to keep pretending or proving, you know, to myself these things that I was battling in my head. And I think the best thing we can do is to sit back and ask ourselves questions because if I had done that, you know, during that journey, I might not have struggled for 13 years with depression. Mm-hmm. Because if you ask yourself the question, okay, are you putting these expectations on yourself or is someone else physically saying this to you? Nine right. times out of 10, nobody has said a thing. We're doing it to ourselves. That's just a good point. And we're going to sit there just for a minute. But before we move forward, I'd like to take this time to thank our sponsors uh, of this episode of Lakita's Toolbox. Our sponsors are Covenant Press. They are a faith-based Christian apparel and accessory shop that is online where we as believers are able to purchase items uh, that allow us to wear the message of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you'd like to know more about Covenant Press, please go out to their website at www.covenant-press.com. Again, that's www.covenant-press.com. And when you get there, Shop to your drop, ladies and gentlemen. It's an amazing clothing and accessories there available on Covenant Press. And they always have an amazing sale or discount. And if you put in, once you get to the checkout and you purchase items of $50 or more in value, put in the word growth and you'll receive a 25% discount on your purchase. For those of you that are our listeners and, and followers of Laquita's Toolbox, there's some great value there for you. Uh, for shopping at Covenant Press. Felicia, you had an amazing point, some amazing points right there for mothers. And I, it really resonates with me because I dealt with that for a long time, trying to figure out what my value was, if I had any value, and then being on autopilot. People will ask me sometimes, well, how did you do it? And the honest answer is, I don't know because I was on autopilot. You don't want to take the time to think about it because if you think about it, you may find yourself in the corner hugging your knees. like. You just continue to put your head down, wear the mask, mm-hmm. and get it done. Mm-hmm. And just do the daily routine and the daily, you know, the daily things that need to be done mm-hmm. and use that as a mask to keep from dealing with how you're really feeling on the inside. And the biggest, the sad part is we're trying to cover up on the outside so other people don't know. But the biggest lie we're telling is the one we're telling to ourselves. Amen. And that's where the struggle is because, you know, to me, I say we're bullying ourselves. You know, people would give me compliments and I couldn't even hear them. You know, oh, your kids are well behaved Mm -hmm. and whatever. And it just wasn't registering because my voice to myself was louder than what people were saying. Right. It was like almost impossible to receive a compliment. Yes. You know, and then those of us that are in the body of Christ, you know, you get that catch out. Oh, it's to the glory of God. No, what you really mean is whatever. Right. <laughs> right. You know, so yeah. true. Yeah. Saying what's, you know, saying what's politically correct or, right. you know, the cliches. Yeah. Been there, done that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is. Listen, ladies or, or, and gentlemen, you know, if, if you're a male and you're listening, this might, this information might apply to someone that you know and love. Mm-hmm. And if it's the first time that you've heard it, I advise you to get out a pencil, a pen, something to write with and something to write on and take some notes because we as a community, we have to 
learn how to recognize the signs and symptoms of when people are struggling, even when they won't admit it. And likewise, learn some tools that you can use to help them navigate through their situation because depression is real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't care about class, race, ethnic origin, religious belief system, nuns belief system. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It's something that can happen to any of us, regardless of who we are and what we do. And as women, we have to be aware of that, whether we have one child or two children or three mm-hmm. children or 15. Every day we have to learn how to show up as our authentic self. And so that leads me into my next question. In your story, you've had some highs and you had some lows. Mm-hmm. Can you talk to us about the importance of your identity? You're like When you discovered who you were, what was that like? And was that like a turning point for you? Yeah. You know, and I think that's a great question because for years, um, I didn't know who I was, even mm-hmm. though I thought that I had it together. You know, I was an only child, um, high performer. Academics was something that was a non-negotiable in my household growing up. Mm-hmm. So my mom was very clear about her expectations, what I was capable of, and she really uh, created an environment where it was good to learn and to exceed standards for, you know, um, having the best academic career. So that was the path that I followed all the way through college. You know, I met my husband in college and uh, my goal and uh, what I wanted to do was to be a corporate attorney. Mm. So um, as I got into that, I thought, well, I want to be a corporate attorney. So I want to know business first so that I can transition Mm-hmm. and not have this starving situation that goes on with a lot of lawyers, right? So I thought I'd make a good living and then transition, you know, this type of thing. And, um, you know, had my first child when I was still in college. And uh, after that, it was like, you know, I remember my mom, she was an entrepreneur and she wasn't able to go on field trips or, you know, any of the school activities she had to work. Mm-hmm. And I remember feeling like I don't want that for my kids. You know, I wanted to be that mom that can go on the field trip. So it was at that point that I made the decision to somewhat put my career on hold and really dive into being a parent because I felt like I really couldn't do them both. Right. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like, you know, it was either all or nothing on both sides. So um, going through this whole time, I felt like you know, I didn't even know what I was following after because, you know, when I was dealing with my academic career, it was already outlined. What does it take to be on honor roll, to uh, be in gifted classes? You know, you just knew what it was and you stroked, you know, mm-hmm. even in college, you know, I, I went uh, graduated from the business school, but I had to test into that school, you know, in order to get a degree from there. So this competition thing, I knew academically all through my career, but I just didn't know how to transition with that when it came to being a parent because I didn't have any kind of guideline, you know, in terms of having such a large family, what it was like to be a stay-home mom. You know, my mom couldn't even resonate with that. She's like, okay, you know, when are you going to work? You know, you got here. 
what, stay home, you know what I mean? Right. So, um, it really was a challenge. So I really don't feel like I really started knowing who I was until after my third hospitalization, because I noticed there was a pattern. It was like, mm. you know, this was my third time going in the hospital. If I don't do anything different, you know, this pattern is going to repeat itself. I could see right. that. Right. And when I was able to really take some time to reflect and say, you know, I've been doing all these things and is this stuff that I want to do or is this mm. the thing I think my husband wants, my kids want, my family, community, what do I want? And so mm -hmm. really when I was able to have that come to Jesus moment, I say with myself, that's when I got true liberation because you know, I learned that I want to be the same person everywhere I go. Yes. My husband is um, a pastor. He's also an officer, retired officer in the military. But a lot of the things that I did, you know, during our marriage was, you know, being a leader somewhat in a lot of these different areas. Mm -hmm. And I just felt like I had to be a different person at this place. And you know, I had to be politically correct here. I had to be Christ-like or whatever. And it was like a whole bunch of disconnect. Mm -hmm. But once I was able to say, you know what, I'm going to be the same, whether I'm at the bank, whether I'm at church, whether I'm at home, because <laughs> this going back and forth is just not happening. And so that is really when things began to change for me. And um, I really grew into wanting to give other women that same type of confidence and yes to be themselves yes. no matter what yes and then you you dropped a several nuggets there so ladies and gentlemen i hope you were you were writing that down but don't worry it's a podcast so you can just go back and replay the podcast mm -hmm. that's the beautiful thing about a podcast you can even go back and timestamp this thing we're at about 1653 so just rewind <laughs> You know, we've been in this podcast about 16 minutes for three seconds. So you could just go back and rewind till about, you know, 15 minutes into the podcast and you could get it right from the beginning. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> <laughs> you brought up some really great points because I think that, you know, being a high performer and then being married to a high performer. And I want to say it, but I feel like I need to leave a disclaimer out here because right now in our current culture, there's a lot of isms and schisms and sayings and whatnot about mm -hmm. in the area of single people and they're trying to get connected to whoever their Mr. and Mrs. Wonderful is going to be. And they're using these terms like, you know, uh, what their energy level is and all of this stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's just, I don't want people to think I believe in that because I don't. So let me be very clear. I don't care whether your significant other makes $5 an hour or $500,000 an hour. If people are going to behave badly, it's because they want to. If mm -hmm. they're going to behave properly, it's because they want to. Mm -hmm. And when they partnered with you, they knew exactly who you were and they should have accepted that and been willing to go together. Mm -hmm. So let me put that disclaimer out before I make this next statement so everybody can be really clear where Laquita stands on that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> But when you are in a relationship with two very high-performing people, mm -hmm. unfortunately, we as women carry an additional burden mm -hmm. with how we are supposed to show up um, and be a great representation of our significant other. My husband, too, was uh, 
at the dual military. And the more rank he got and the more soldiers came under him, and my husband was an NCO. By the time mm-hmm. he took the position as a U.S. senior enlisted leader of the NATO Intelligence Fusion Center, that's a whole lot of words. That was a whole lot of expectations on me and how and where I was supposed to show up and how I was supposed to act. And mm-hmm. um, you do the things that you have to do in order to advance careers. Mm-hmm. But that does not mean that that is who I was. And sometimes right. in, that, in our military community, I see the spouses taking on those identities of their sponsors mm-hmm. and then they're miserable. Mm-hmm. And they cannot figure out why they're miserable. Mm-hmm. And it's because your identity is your identity. That's Ben's identity. That's his career. That's what he right. Am I going to show up and behave properly in the spaces and mingle and say all the right things and smile at the right people? Depend on how I felt that day. Let me be honest. Mm-hmm. I was never going to behave badly, but I was never going to be someone who I wasn't. That always mm-hmm. made me feel uncomfortable. I did what I had to do, but it did make me feel uncomfortable. And it's mm-hmm. like you said, once you figure out who you are, it's so much easier. So much easier. It's, it's so much easier where you're showing up at, in ministry and I've got to be this and I'm showing up on the job and I've got to be that <laughs> or the kids, um, PTA meetings or, mm-hmm. or us, you know, we, we were homeschoolers for a long time. So if I'm in a homeschool co-op and it's my turn, how am I showing up here in that space? And <laughs> just so much. It's like, ah. <laughs> I totally, I mean, speaking my language, been there, done that. And it's exhausting. It is. You know, and uh, you have to take notes. Really, it's like, what did I tell this person? You know, mm-hmm. where, what am I supposed to be? It's like, you know, being an uh, actor on a stage, you know. Yeah. Wait a minute, where, what's my line before this one? You know, I'm <laughs> so I can look like I have it together. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, we're done with that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no wonder I was crazy. Okay. <laughs> it, it really, everything, however you're going to define success, and that's another thing, when you understand who you are, mm-hmm. then you craft your definition of success as an individual, as a family, as a business person, whatever it is you want to be. So it's like uh, America's Supermom, her desire was to be the housewife and to be present and available in that area. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying to those that may be listening, that's success. Amen. You don't have to show up as this amazing entrepreneur or this amazing C-suite woman or one, uh, you know, a sister that's climbing a corporate ladder to get mm-hmm. there. That, if that's not what you want, then don't let someone force that on you and make you feel so bad because that's not what you want. So true. You know, yeah, that is so true because I think, um, you know, we want to that's back to the whole thing to where you don't want to outshine your friends or something, Mm -hmm. you know, you don't want them to feel bad if they can't stay home, so you're Mm -hmm. coming and complaining about it when really, you know, that's something you want to do, you know, um, but you want to try to have a quote unquote intelligent conversation. I mean. Mm -hmm. So many things that we are, are in real time thinking that mm-hmm. we know what the other person is thinking, mm-hmm. or you know we're trying to satisfy uh, some need or something that we think that they have, and that's not even true. You know, we're back to the whole thing of uh, 
entertaining these conversations and beliefs within ourselves rather than having the real honest con- communication with the other party. With the other party. That's real good. Now, that was a mic drop right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was a mic drop right there. It's, again, everything in our life hinges on our identity. Mm-hmm. And when you are authentically you, those individuals that become a part of your inner circle, whether they are thriving entrepreneurs, killer business women, or an amazing stay-at-home mom, mm-hmm. the balance in that is we all understand what one another is, what what our core values are, and we respect that. Mm-hmm. We honor that. Mm-hmm. And we see the value that you bring to the table. You know, if you are that, if you're listening and you're you're married to the stay-at-home mom and she's struggling and you can't understand why, or you are the stay-at-home mom mm-hmm. and you're struggling and because you're trying to compare yourself to your uh, friends that are working, stop comparing. Don't mm-hmm. continue to allow yourself to fall in that, into that comparison trap. You're, you're uniquely and wonderfully made. <laughs> and that's, that that you're doing as stay-at-home moms, we have one of the most important jobs on the face of the planet. Mm-hmm. And don't allow anyone or anybody to devalue the complexities of what you do every day. Amen. Yeah. And just, you know, you mentioned that whole thing about comparison. And, you know, we only compare ourselves with the part of the information that we see. Yes. Come you on know, now. it's Come like you, you're walking around looking at icebergs. Yeah, you only see the top, you don't see the bottom. Yeah, so then you're wondering, I'm doing what I think they're doing. Why am I not getting what they're getting? Because you don't have the full picture. Come on now, that part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we could do another episode on that. I love talking to you. So true. <laughs> I'm telling you, girl, that, that's talking. a mic drop right there. Yes, yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. We're only comparing ourselves to the image that we're allowed to see. Mm-hmm. And that's a dangerous thing to do because you have yeah. no idea. You yeah. have no idea what's going on on the inside or behind the scenes, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You know, but another mic drop, and I'm going to have to make some notes on this myself. Where was my next conversation with Lucia going to be about? <laughs> Listen, but you know, we talked a little bit about uh, the importance of identity. We've mm-hmm. been talking to the stay-at-home mom and mm-hmm. uh, the, the loved ones of the stay-at-home mom. Now let's talk about a little bit about the about the sister that says, okay, I don't want to be a stay-at-home mom. Mm-hmm. I want to be the working mom. I mm-hmm. want to be the entrepreneur mom. I want to be the businesswoman mom. That's what mm-hmm. says, do you. That is wonderful. That is mm-hmm. great. Do not allow anyone else to make you feel like you're missing the mark as a mom because mm-hmm. you want to work outside the home. So true. And yeah. I think, um, you know, when you're able to fully embrace that, yeah. then there are things that you can do to support yourself. And this is really was the game changer for me, learning to collaborate rather than compete. Come on, You know, sir. I now have, you know, I have somebody who does my laundry, right? Yeah. I don't even... Take the kids' stuff. They have chores, okay? They can learn yes. how to do each other's stuff yes. and mess it up, right? Yes. So I take my stuff to my own place. And I thought, 
you know, at first it was really hard for me to do it. It's called a little wash and fold place. But I drop it off, go do some um, other errands. If it's going to the grocery store or whatever, come back. My clothes are done. They're folded. They smell good. I mean, I could just take them right out of that and put them where they need to be. And for a minute, it was kind of hard for me to embrace that. But I thought, mm-hmm. I work at home. It's no different than going to the cleaners and having my stuff hung up. Now yes. it's just folded. I mean, yes. you know. <laughs> so um, I really, that is just something that is a luxury for me. And I would love to have a driver if I could, even though I'm the one that's the unpaid driver taking my kids everywhere. But, <laughs> you know, I say that when you really begin to think about what are some things that make your life better? Maybe it is, you know, having someone prepare your meals for you, somebody Mm -hmm. at your church or, Mm -hmm. you know, they want to practice whatever. I mean, why not create these opportunities where you can barter? Because, you know, I was really so bad that I felt I was it was hard for me to give my kids like a sub sandwich, hot dogs, you know, because I felt like I'm at home. You know, what's the reason for me to be making these kind of meals? I need to be cooking three square meals. I mean, I was making uh, pancakes from scratch, you know, from my kids and teaching them how to do it. And I'm thinking I was so caught up in that whole thing of thinking that it had to be home cooked meal, you know, because I was at home. But yeah, you know, so you want to think about what are some things that you can do that you can facilitate that type of lifestyle. And I mean, I love talking to uh, professional moms because you can't be in two places at the same time. I had that whole thing at part of my uh, working early on. And it was like, when I'm at work, I'm thinking about my kids. When I'm at at home, I'm thinking about work because I was never fully present. Mm -hmm. And so when you learn that, if you're going to be a successful business person, own that. Use the things that you got to do. Get the tools necessary or the people and resources so that you can do that. Maybe you got to have someone pick them up from school so that when you do get home, you're able to be more present rather than stressing yourself out, trying to get them up from school every day, doing all this. And then the whole time you're with them, you're telling them to be quiet because you got a call or whatever. You know, that part, that part. that's that's some real good tools right there, ladies. Those are some really, really good tools, because if your desire is to be successful in whatever you're doing as an entrepreneur or as a business, um, as a working professional, you should not have to feel bad or put that extra weight on yourself to try to show up. Um, and do all of the things the way that a stay at home mom would do it. And having tools and resources and collaborations with other people to help make your load lighter, that's mm-hmm. called wisdom, not selfish, right. not lazy. That's called wisdom. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Called wisdom. I Amen. remember, um, our local, one of our local grocery stores here in my area is HEB. And I'm a country girl, so I like to go to the grocery store and I like to go down the aisles and touch my fruit and all of these great things. But as I was, um, as ministry opportunities start coming more and more for me to travel outside of the country, and this is pre-COVID, 
for me to travel outside of the country to go and minister to different states, I found it harder and harder to be able to get to the grocery store at the times I like to go to the grocery store. Mm -hmm. So I had to embrace that delivery app. And it was the first few times I did it, I was like, you know, you should just get up early. The store 24 hours, just get up and go right before your prayer time or right after your prayer time. Get in there to go to the store. And it wasn't feasible. It just, it wasn't feasible. If somebody ran out of something, my youngest would be here because my husband worked out of state and out of country most of the time. Mm-hmm. If he needed something, I can't, you know, I, you can't send David to the grocery store. I mean, you can, but <laughs> what will you get back? What will you get back? <laughs> what will you get back? <laughs> it is so crazy. I'm like, do we live in a different house? I mean, do you know that this is not even something that we have here? I mean, are you paying attention to what we have at the house? Exactly. Like, <laughs> I sent him to the store <laughs> to get flowers. He's been in my house his whole life. He came back with wheat flour. It's nothing wrong with wheat flour. I was going to try some chicken. I said, Dad, what are you doing? And Mom, the bag said bleach. Boy, all the bags. <laughs> and he's giving me his beer and they had like, look now. God, David is 20. When he had the whole flower incident, he was like 17. <laughs> so, it is so crazy. And you know, my thing is, they can't think to call. Look, screenshot, FaceTime, something. something. You come home with this. <laughs> what are we doing? So, I quickly had to embrace that delivery app so that I would, I could get things delivered to my house so that when I, and I, when I came out of my office, I could begin to prepare my meal that I wanted. Or if I was not home, which a lot of times me and my husband would not be home, mm-hmm. and David is preparing his own meals, then the food was there for him to prepare it because I, I can't send you to the store because what are you doing? <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> I, I should be able to send you to the store. <laughs> she brought me wheat flour to fry chicken. That's not but that was a, that was some healthy chicken that time, right? I fried it without the flour. It was. It was some healthy chicken. I was like, you know what? Praise God. I'm just going to keep it up. And we're going to have this like this today, y'all. I come up with a different recipe. It did me no good to be mad at him because right. he was confused as to why there was a problem. <laughs> so true. I'm like, hey, been there, done that. Look, and my husband can, will do the same thing. It's something. It yeah. never fails. So, you know, we get, uh, we drink almond milk, and it's unsweetened. They have unsweetened original or yes. unsweetened vanilla. Yes. Okay? But he'll just look at unsweetened, and it's coming back original. We're like, we don't drink that kind. like, <laughs> <laughs> It said unsweetened. I'm like, did you read the whole label? Yeah. Not at all. Reading yeah. is fundamental and they just scan. <laughs> just scan. <laughs> but let it be something they like. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? It Come has on, to man. be specific. But yes. everybody else, oh, it's not that big of a deal. Right. But like, yes, it is. I just really want you to know that. And exactly. Like, listen, the, the tools that we get to help ease our burdens, ladies, it's wisdom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so true. It's wisdom. It's not selfish. So not lazy. Mm-hmm. It's 
wisdom. Mm. Now, with that being said, I know that many of us are finding ourselves uh, in different economic categories. Mm -hmm. And some of us can use some things that other of us can listen. This is the wisdom that I learned. I've had five kids for a long time. I started mm -hmm. life off with, uh, we started our adulting life mm -hmm. with one kid and one on the way mm -hmm. and not a lot of money. Mm -hmm. The wisdom is utilizing the resources that you have mm -hmm. in the most convenient way. I love what Michelle said about the bartering trade. If you're the mom that has to, has to work outside of the home and you have one kid, two kids, three kids, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. And in that friend group, if we're able to work with each other, it's mm -hmm. like this, you know what? I'll take your children for this while you go do that. And you can take my children for this while we go and do mm -hmm. this. You know, can we barter and trade with the neighbor's teenager? Listen, baby, I'm cash up you by five, ten dollars. Can you sit here for about an hour or two? <laughs> right. I yeah, mother's helper. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, so, so many Look, kids, while you're at it, look, take the kids outside and play. They don't even do that that much anymore. Yeah, right. Like, like outside. Play. What? Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> look, where, where's the electricity? Where's the internet? That's the right. thing if you outside. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Being able to utilize those, those resources mm -hmm. um, and be okay with it. I know. Mm -hmm. Sometimes being some some of my girlfriends have younger children. Mm -hmm. When I was having my children as a young woman, I was not happy. I am very happy right now. <laughs> I can imagine. I am so happy. I, right I'm now. like empty nest girl. I don't see it happening anytime soon. I have an eight year old. See, their children are your is your are your youngest age. My youngest is now. He made 20 on Monday. Thank God. Right? But that, you know, doing that and, and where I am right now, I'm like, hey, I they, we have that conversation about mommy guilt a lot. Mm -hmm. We have a conversation about mommy guilt a lot. And I I have to be honest, a part, I've never suffered from the mommy guilt of leaving my husband with my children. We made him the day. Amen. You my babysitting. You raised him. <laughs> You my baby's kid. <laughs> Amen. Okay. You okay. right about that. But. So, but I have suffered from mommy guilt in other areas. Mm -hmm. And it's, um, um, like you said, the, the cooking when they were younger and I had a little more energy and I was just running on autopilot. I did the whole cooking three meals a day. And, you know, I'm, I'm here. You done made a mess. I'm wiping the spot. I'm, you know, I'm just wearing myself to death. I'm burnt out. <laughs> By the time, the oldest one was moving in the teenage years. Girl. I had done through my hand to the Jesus. I give up. Something got to shift, right? Like, Girl. I, I cannot be the only look, one My doing kids, this. they have cereal for dinner sometimes. It's like, look, you got leftovers in there. If you don't want that, you can have some cereal, a noodle, or a peanut butter and jelly. Okay. There you go. It's we got that always on hand. Yes, we got Nutella, <laughs> we got almond butter, we got peanut butter. Exactly. I get you some hazelnut butter if you want to, but what you're not going to do is weary me because I'm not coming in next week. So <laughs> like, true. that's what you're not going to do. So true. So true. <laughs> and it's so, it's so liberating. It's so freeing. Mm -hmm. uh, all of us do work outside of the home. Right. Um, and, and so, but because we have to. 
right? Mm-hmm. Like you're working because you have to. Mm-hmm. Because honestly, again, I'll say this little bit about comparison. We can't do with money today what our grandparents, great grandparents, and generations before us can do with money. Amen. Having a one income household, I'm not saying it's impossible. Right. I'm just saying it ain't easy. Right. <laughs> it's so not true. Easy. So uh, uh, most of the time now, both parents have to do something at mm-hmm. some point outside of the home. Since if you're a working mom, don't feel guilty about that. Right. My mom was a stay-at-home mom. Mm-hmm. My dad had two or three jobs as as just principal. It was always because she was a stay-at-home mom. So true. He does. He made nowhere near the amount of money that my husband made. But right. for living was significantly less as well. So true. It was significantly less. And so, mm-hmm. you know, don't put unnecessary pressure and stress. If you have the time and the ability to make the three meals a day, do it, sis. I'd be right. great. Invite me for a plate. Amen. I promise I'll come get it. <laughs> I won't be late. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So but true. If you can't, that's still fine. So true. That is still fine. Nobody mm-hmm. will die. Your children will not be unhealthy. Your family right. will not be unhealthy because you took a day off. You took a week off. Two so weeks. true. Think, you know, however you need to do the prioritize. Amen. Amen. It will not fall apart. So true. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, just just balance mm-hmm. in what that means. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean all things equal, right? It means that I have the ability to show up and give in that area what I have to give in that moment, mm-hmm. and that's that's how I define balance for me. Mm-hmm. If I can't show up and give it to you right now, I'm gonna have to reschedule it. Mm-hmm. But if I can and I show up, you have the very best that I have to give in that moment. Amen. Mm-hmm. But not not pouring from an empty space. Anymore. Amen. We don't yeah. have to continue to fake it to be made <laughs> and pour from empty spaces. <laughs> that is so true. Yeah, but but before we go on, like, are there any other tools or or, or tips that you have for that working mom to, yeah. that can help her? Uh, be okay with getting the outside help. Yeah, I think, you know, the main thing is really um, enlisting the help of your family, you know, in terms of the kids. Like, so for example, if you are working outside the home, what are some things that you could do to have it be a family vision and goal for some of the things that you want to do? So if you are have a quota, if I meet this quota, what is something that we can do as a family or something that you can attach that they really enjoy to that goal so that everybody can be on board? You know, yes. whether you put a vision board up, you have a little thing that's monitoring how close you are to getting to the finish line or whatever, you know, it's a great way to kind of gamify it in a mm-hmm. way that also connects you so that the kids can keep you up to speed, you know, or even ask you, see how your progress is going. I know I just got done doing a challenge with uh, our community on Clubhouse and my kids were engaged in that. Hey, mom, how many workouts have you done? You know, where are you at? What day is this? You know, everybody was on board with it. 
So I think really having that ability to blend your work life in with your home life yes. is the key to kind of help you not feel that anxiety about being one person in one uh, situation and another one somewhere else. The more you can blend your work and your home, the more um, successful you'll feel and be and, you know, not feel like you have to choose between the two. Between the two. I love it. I love it. Gamify it. Gamify mm-hmm. it. It made me think about some of the little pamphlets and things that you would get uh, from Army Community Service when it's time to PCS on how to make the PCS move fun for the mm-hmm. kids. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. You got to have a strategy, girl. That's you it. Do. You do. Mm-hmm. You do. We have to have strategies for everything. Mm-hmm. And the number one thing is give yourself grace. Mm-hmm. Give yourself grace. Allow for yourself to make mistakes or have learning situations. I like to call them learning situations. But give yourself grace. We cannot be perfect. So true. We cannot be perfect. Wow. Awesome. Thank you so much. Michelle, you've been dropping some amazing value uh, all throughout this conversation. And I can keep talking. Like, we could turn this into an hour-long thing, but we won't do it. We'll just say we you come back for episode two. That's what we'll do. Absolutely. Hey, like, anytime, girl. Yeah. You know, look, as you can see, I don't have, I'm never lost for words. Okay? <laughs> so I can talk, girl. Mm-hmm. I love it. Me too. Me mm-hmm. too. So what I would like you to do right now, please let our listeners know what you have coming up and going on and where can they connect with you. Okay. Well, again, I want to thank you so much for having me. I uh, love to have just simple conversations because I think sometimes we get so caught up in formalizing everything that we don't really um, say it in a way that's practical, Mm -hmm. that everybody can implement it and take action. And I think that's where the true victory lies and being able to take those steps that are going to help you to get to a better place for yourself. Um, but they can reach me anywhere. You can actually Google America Supermom and I'm everywhere on every platform because um, mental wellness is something that I'm very passionate about. So I um, am working on a book right now. I hope to have that done soon. Uh, this would be my first solo project when it awesome. comes to uh, sharing some strategies uh, with women. Um, but uh, I love speaking and um podcasting, really any platform that I could talk about the importance of your mental wellness. You know, a lot of people uh, hear how many kids I have and they're like, oh, we definitely want to hear what she has to say. And then I'm able to just slide that nugget in about the importance of being self-aware and, Mm -hmm. you know, taking care of yourself and making sure that you are restoring you before Mm -hmm. you try to give to others. So, yeah, they can reach me anywhere. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Listen, people, Google America's Supermom and you will be able to find America's Supermom's handle on all major social media platforms. And she is, she is showing up and showing out literally everywhere. You want to make sure that you connect with her. I cannot wait for that book project to come out so I can dig into that book and gain some good tools from that. But Hey, thank you guys again so much. This has been 
another great episode of Lafuda's Toolbox. I am your host, Lafuda Mamba. It's been absolutely fabulous. And thank you all for my returning listeners who continue to support us week after week. And if this is your first time tuning in, thank you so much for giving us the opportunity. Um, and I hope that you found some value in this episode. So let me hear from you. You guys, don't forget to hit that like, share, subscribe button on your favorite podcast listening platform. I want to know your comments. What do you think about this episode or any episodes that you've listened to? Tell me what you like. Tell me what you don't like. And most importantly, tell me what additional material you would love to hear us talk about. If there are some topics and content that I've not reached before and you said, look, please, I want to hear that. I need to know that. And the only way that I'm going to know that is if you leave some comments on uh, your favorite podcast listening platform. So until next time, I'm your host, Lakuta Monley. You guys be blessed and have a great day. Mm-hmm.